Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Black woman. Beautiful. Powerful. Resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation. A talk, especially an informal one, between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? My week has been, hmm. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to complain this week. It's been good. I learned that. Did I talk about Mercury retrograde last week? Nope. All right. So I learned that we're in the middle of Mercury retrograde, right? Which I thought we were in the middle of, but started April 21st through May, I guess May 14th or something like that. And so if you don't know what Mercury retrograde really is, don't worry. I didn't know what it was either until a friend of mine kept saying, girl, it's Mercury, Mercury retrograde. It's Mercury retrograde. Like everything that could be confusing and chaotic is going to happen during this period of time. And then I realized, oh, this doesn't actually start until the 21st. So you guys know, I told you about the whole bathroom renovation debacle. I also had a leak in the basement that had to be fixed. Sheetrock had to be cut out of the ceiling. I had to get somebody to come and repair that. All in all, like it cost me an extra like $3,000 to repair, right? So my friend's like, it's in the middle of Mercury Retrograde. Then I had to drama at Harrison School with my mama accusing the folks of abusing Harrison. And it wasn't true. We had to go back up there to get him in school emergently. And then all the other stuff, like with the job and the system not working. It's just been, it's been a lot. But you know what? I'm realizing that that was quasi-Mercury Retrograde. And now... We're in Mercury retrograde, so I am just being very cautious and paying attention. And y'all, I'm not one to be, like do stuff off of the horoscope or anything like that. But this is like the time where planets are moving backwards, apparently, in retrograde, right, to what they're supposed to be moving. And, you know, they're not really moving backwards. It's just our position where we are in the atmosphere and watching the planets on the other side of the sun, basically is why it looks like the planets are moving backwards. But supposedly like all the confusion and chaos is supposed to happen during Mercury retrograde. But uh, I am not going to claim that. I'm going to take this one day at a time and we will get through this. So yeah, that's what my week has been. 
but I'm being positive because now my bathroom is fixed now and my basement doesn't have a leak anymore and my son is back in school and it's going to be okay. How's your week been, Janine? <laughs> uh, well, I'm glad that all of those things have been solved, even in the middle of Mercury retrograde, but it's been good. I've been very busy, but I've had a, a great week. It feels like I've had an event or two or three every day, but you know, that's the the space that I live in and I appreciate it, but it is good to know that it is Mercury retrograde because that's very helpful to explain and understand some things. And I didn't realize, even though I do follow the horoscopes, I didn't realize that we were in Mercury retrograde at the moment, but I you best believe that I literally just pulled it up and was like, how is Mercury retrograde going to affect me? Right? So y'all, if you want to know how Mercury retrograde is going to affect you, you should go over and listen to Kim's podcast. I'm sure that she talks about it. So go over and listen to Your Sign Says. That's Kim Allen's podcast. So she's awesome. Who girl. Yeah, I need to know what's going on for Mercury Retrograde because this is a lot. It is a lot. I think that if you're not an adult and you're not adulting, then it may not be a lot for you, right? Like if you really don't have any real responsibilities. I know I'm not talking to our listeners because y'all are like bosses in your own right. But all the other people that don't got no responsibilities, they're not feeling nothing right now in Mercury Retrograde. They're just sitting down playing video games right now and not realizing that it's a little complicated of a time. But for our listeners, I know that y'all are feeling it just like we are. Tell us what's going on with y'all during the Mercury Retrograde. Yeah, like how are y'all getting through it? Let us know if this is really what's happening to you or tell us your Mercury Retrograde stories because like y'all... Mercury retrograde is here until next month about this time. So like, I think it ends probably like the 14th of May or so. So y'all don't make any big moves, purchases, changes. Don't do nothing that's big right now. Wait till we get to like May 14th, I think it is. And you know, I personally like to wait a couple extra days just to get the Mercury retrograde stank off of everything. That's just me. You, you don't tell me about your week? That, that's it? Yeah. What did I do this week? I had a bunch of events. The fight happened. I watched the fight at another event. Like, it was just a lot of events, y'all. Like, it's people are really outside now, right? And I appreciate people being outside because I like to be outside. For those of us who are married with no kids, like, we always want something to do. And we don't, we don't have the excuse of being like, oh, little Timmy has a soccer game, right? Like, we don't have that. So, and if you are a person like me who just likes to be occupied a lot, you find things to do. But yeah, I didn't really do anything super important. It was just a good a overall good week. And then, you know, now it's Mercury retrograde. So some things that were not so good now make, make a lot more sense. But you, you said a couple things, Janine. One, those of us without kids, we like to be out and about. We like to be occupied. We don't have the excuse of little Timmy having where they... Let me tell you what people with kids want to do. We want to sleep, okay? We don't want, we don't care if you invite us to the fight party. We don't care, okay? That fight didn't start till like 11, 12 o'clock. We wouldn't come in anyway, okay? We wouldn't come in. Those of us with kids, we're trying to put our kids down and we're trying to have me time, okay? The night that I can actually watch TV and drink a glass of wine without having to chart, answer emails, or listen to Harrison talk about, Bobby is a good night. Okay. So those of us that don't have kids, we don't care. We, we're not trying to be out and about. The pandemic did us some good. <laughs> we, 
we stayed in the house and we were able to sleep. And that was our excuse for not taking our kids to people's parties. Okay. In the daytime. And then giving our friends who are single excuses as to why we can't stay out past 10 o'clock. So just saying, uh, we don't really care about being invited anywhere. We rather our free time and we want to be at the house. I, I said what I said. I'm sorry. Well, I like to be at the house too. Don't get me wrong. But I'm saying I appreciate the fact that we are outside. And I, the comment about kids was, I feel like all of my friends that have kids, they constantly have things to do, right? Like they're constantly like, oh, I'm going to Little Timmy soccer game, right? Or, oh, I got to check because, you know, I think I'm going to chaperone for a, a class trip or something. And it's like, well, what about the rest of us? What are we supposed to be out doing? So now there's things, there's things to do out in the outside. So now I don't have to rely on like, hey, let's get together, girl. Oh, wait a second. You can't get together because your child has to do A, B, and C that I'm not really interested in attending, but I might attend because I get a chance to hang out with you. Like that's the space where I'm in now. Like everybody's back outside. So yeah, the, the rotation of the rotation of hanging is, is changing. And like, you have to identify those few key, like, look, I am a firm believer, and this is not what today's podcast is about, but I'm a firm believer of having friends for everything, right? Like, I know my friends that, like, if I'm about to get into some mess, you call these set of friends, right? And then, like, if I need to, like, someone to talk some good sense into me, then, you know, you call your best friend because she's going to tell you exactly what you need to hear in the moment and you need to hear it, right? And then, like, if I want to be held accountable for my actions, then I call you, Nicole. You know the friends that are up for the shenanigans that you know you that you might have to call your husband to come pick you up at the end of the night, right? Like you know those friends. But like, you know, my friends that have kids, it's like a 9 p.m. curfew and like I don't know. Like, you know, it depends on how old their kids are too. So it it really just depends. But for me, I like the fact that majority of people are outside. And you know, some people have mastered the plan of dropping the kids off at somebody's place and just being like boop out. Like I have one friend, Nicole, you wouldn't know that she had a kid and I'm going to tell you why. And she's a great mother. I'm not going to, no, no disrespect to her, but she's always down for the I mean, it sounds crazy, but she's like, Oh, what we, what we getting into? And it's like, but girl, what about your kid? And she's like, Oh, I, I ain't worried about the kid. And you're like, okay, well let's, let's go for it. Now y'all, I'm not to be held responsible for what people do when they are not with their children. But that's what I was saying. That's that. That's all. Just a little clarification. Well, good for her. I mean, I feel like because my mom is here, I'm probably down for a little bit more than the average person with kids. But I still ain't down all the time. Listen, I like sleep. I just appreciate sleep. I'm just saying. Anyway, so Janine, what's on our timeline this week? Speaking of kids, <laughs> I was about to say ironically, and that was totally not planned. Okay. So today's timeline topic is short, sweet, and kind of to the point, right? So let's get right to it. There's a video that has appeared on our IG, our TikTok, and our Twitter, but specifically on our TikTok. And low key, I just want to say that I really hate that TikTok is becoming the new like it social media platform because it really feels like I'm kind of getting out of my like, my like decade of, uh, or my era of social media because I feel like, you know, our parents are on Facebook and we're kind of on IG and like TikTok is for the the youth, right? But we're there. So, but it does, don't sleep on TikTok because it does have a lot of interesting stuff, including the story. So 
there is a an, a content creator who is also an actor, and his name is Big Mike. So I'm aware that this entire thing is acting, but it sparked a really interesting discourse. So I wanted to have a conversation about it. So Big Mike, who goes by It's Big Mike Time on TikTok and IG for that matter, brought up this topic. And it's the topic that we've kind of touched on before, but never really delved into it too deep, or at least not from this angle. And it's relationships and kids. And in this particular skit that he does, it's him and his girlfriend and the child. And the child is being a terror with this, what looks like a water gun. And it's kind of just little boy. He's old enough to talk and to talk back and to know that he's terrorizing the household. And big Mike is trying to like, you know, tussle with him for this toy, this toy gun. And He's just like, Big Mike basically is like, I've had it. And so he turns to his girlfriend and he was like, I'm breaking up with you because your son is bad. And the girlfriend responds and is asking, well, why? Why would you break up with me? Because he's bad. And basically is saying that this isn't a reason for you to break up with someone because they're because her son is bad or a child is bad. So she says, she's like, so you're going to throw away Years of a relationship because of my child's behavior. And that kind of just led to the question, right? And the question is this. Is it wrong for you to break up with someone because of their children's behavior? Now, Nicole, I kind of feel like I know what you're going to say, but I want to hear. Nicole, what do you think? Do you think it's wrong to break up with someone because of their children's behavior? No. I mean, if you're not going to be there... If you're like, hey, I'm serious about this person and this is a person that I want to settle down with or I'm dating because I'm trying to find that person and you know you don't want your life to look like the way it looks, then you should move on, right? And that includes kids, that includes other family members, in-laws, anybody you can't really separate from your relationship. If you can't tolerate that person, Or even if you can, you just don't want to. You should move on. You have a choice when it comes to dating. Now, you'd be wrong if you married this person and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm out of here because your kid is now, you know, going through puberty and bad. Now, that was so, I mean, that was sort of kind of be wrong because you already signed up for that piece and you should have known before. Although people still do that kind of thing. But when you're dating, that is your time to walk away. So, If your kid is bad and you're like, I don't feel like waking up every day to this person hitting me upside the head with a bat or to this person being sassy or arguing with this child or talking to a child that I can't discipline who keep on saying, you ain't my daddy. What? Move on. Right. Because that's a real thing. Like kids are a lot to deal with. They do create stress in relationships. And if you know that going in and you know you don't want to tolerate that, then move on. Okay, look. I kind of agree with you. And typically you're the one that's like, stay in the relationship. And I'm the one that's like, deuces. I don't know what happened. Maybe Mercury Retrograde has us flipped, but we've been flipped for a little little while now. So here's my thing, right? It depends on how bad this kid is and how old the kid is and how aware the child is about the consequences of its behavior. And I say this for several reasons, right? Like if the kid is a little kid and can't talk and is a little bad and like mischievous, that's one thing. If your child is like, you know, of talking and walking age and is still not a preteen and not going through puberty, but is just mischievous, I feel like that's the time where you 
find common ground and you build a relationship with the child, right? Like, that's what I think. But like when that beca- when that child becomes a preteen and it's premeditated, the bad behavior, that's when you just have to save yourself and kiss the relationship goodbye. And the reason why I say that is because now they are a full understanding of what they're doing and they're making a conscious effort to continue to do it. And if the person that you're dating is not able to control that, which you can't really control other humans, but if they're not able to, you know, focus, refocus the attention of their child into something that's positive at that point. I mean, I know that this is not where the saying came from, but you know, it says you can't teach your old dog new tricks. You're not going to retrain that child to like you. Now you might find some common ground, but there are always likely be some sort of odd tension between you and that child. And it really just depends on how much you're willing to deal with. For me, I feel like, you know, try, try to find common ground. Change is not comfortable for anyone, including adults. So when you have somebody that's new introduced to the picture, it can be a little bit challenging. And children have a tendency to be, you know, to give us the most pushback, right? But my concern is how much are you dealing with? Because if we're being honest, some of these children are hellions. Let's be honest, because it's children that are killing other children these days. So don't let let me be very clear. I'm not saying that you should be sitting there putting up with a child who is uncontrolled and may need some additional help and may need some psychological counseling and may need a bunch of other things. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is if the child is just being a little bit bad and it's something that you can kind of, you know, refocus, as I say, then sure, maybe you do stick it out. But if I mean, look, you all know that we can't determine if somebody is going to end up, you know, a sociopath or not. But you can kind of get some signs if if it if it's, you know, things aren't well. So if you don't feel like things are well, you got to really have some tough conversations with yourself as to how long you want to deal with this and is the relationship worth the headache of what you're dealing with? Cuz sometimes the juice ain't worth the squeeze, honestly. This is also, Nicole, why I don't typically date people with kids. I mean, I don't date anybody now because I have a husband. But prior to my husband, I don't think that I mess with hardly anyone with kids, honestly. Like, I might have talked to him and entertained him for a hot second, but, like, we weren't full-on dating. Absolutely not. But to your point, Janine, you did not date people with children because you knew you didn't want to put up with that hassle. If you know that there's somebody and maybe you do think, Hey, I'm okay with dating kids, dating somebody with kids. If you get into it and you realize, okay, this is a lot. I think that that person has the right to walk away. It doesn't matter if it's them dating me and, and dealing with Harrison or who is very vulnerable, very young and, you know, can be, you know, shaped and molded, you know, that they're at that multiple age, or if it's a preteen, either way, Kids are a lot. I mean, that's another person you have to think about in the relationship. And some people aren't up to that. And I think that there is somebody, if you want to be in a relationship, there is somebody out there for you, right? What I would not want to do is start dating somebody and them tolerate Harrison, right? Because there is somebody out there that actually wants to be a father who is going to add to my life instead of subtracting or making me you know, feel bad if I have my son around or obviously acting like they're just tolerating him because they want to be with me. Well, you can't just tolerate my son and want to be with me. You need to be a part of his life 
or not a part of either one of our lives. And I think that it's doing the person you're dating a disservice to sit around knowing in the back of your head you don't like being around this child or you're just not a child person, right? Maybe you're somebody that's better off dating somebody with little kids or big kids or no kids, but you have to know what makes you happy and not just be in relationships to tolerate those people. To me, it's the same thing with in-laws. If you're around somebody, you meet somebody's mama, she can't stand you and you can't stand her, but you know every Sunday he want to go to Sunday dinner, that's a problem. You know, either that y'all going to get on the same page and have a come to Jesus or you're going to be miserable. And eventually you're going to pull out because you don't want to tolerate that anymore, right? Same thing with kids, except for kids have less of a say, right? They don't really control, well, they do control their behavior, but their personality is their personality, right? You can't change a child's personality. It's not like you're going to have a conversation and say, hey, you know, Harrison, I didn't like the way you threw that ball at my, you know, at my back. That made me feel uncomfortable. Harrison's going to be like, okay, why are you so upset? Why you look so sad? And throw the ball right at your head again, right? Because kids don't really understand, and not, at least not little ones, they don't understand. And even teens, we have to realize that teens are not emotionally mature yet, right? So it does take a lot to be with somebody that has a teenage child because they're not emotionally mature yet. They don't really know all of grown folks' business or why certain things happen. They're only dealing with things from their vantage point. And sometimes that can make that teen resent the person that their parent is dating. And that person hadn't done anything to them. But again, you have to know what you want your life to look like, what you want to tolerate and what you don't want to tolerate. But I would argue you should not just be tolerating children. Either you want to be there in their lives and you want to be with that person that that is their parent or you don't. Don't just tolerate. Move on. Save that person some time and some heartache later on and move on about your business. Yeah. No, don't be trying to tolerate people's kids. That's I mean, that's almost worse than. Yeah, no, I I agree with you, Nicole. Y'all, you just have to. I mean, it's 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 you making the assessment as to whether you can deal with kids or not. But also I feel like this speaks to the reason why you should not introduce people to your kids too soon. Right. Because you need to let them allow them to determine whether they really want to be with kids. Cause you can't just have somebody popping in and out of your kid's life. Yeah. You can make the decision, but like if your kid is bad, you know, listen to the stories about what, how they handle with their kid, right? Before you meet the kid, so you kind of have an idea and see if it's something that you can deal with. Don't be popping in and out of kids' lives, though, because that's different. So, y'all, just be careful with what it is that you choose to do and raise your kids right. And remember that even if you raise them right and do everything you're supposed to do, they still might turn out to be a little crazy. So, you know, we don't know. You just have to hope for the best and do what's best for you if you are dating someone with kids or do what's best for you and your child if you are the person that has a kid and you're dating all right janine so you ready to talk through some of these letters from our listeners let's do it all right so the first letter reads nicole and janine i've been dating this guy now for seven months and finally met his kids about a month ago he has two of them he has a daughter who is 12 years old and a six-year-old son from two different baby mamas His daughter's mother is from 
his college ex-girlfriend and his son is from his ex-wife. So at first, the kids were somewhat withdrawn, but after seeing them a few times, they've warmed up to me. I love his kids. The problem is the baby mamas. Despite my boyfriend telling both of his baby mamas about me and that he wanted me to meet his kids, both of them still had an issue with us meeting. His ex-wife showed up to drop off her son. When I answered the door, she literally cursed me out in front of her son the last time she dropped him off. The son, who, mind you, is six years old, was screaming, Mommy, Mommy, stop it. My boyfriend ended up coming to the door to step in, and I walked away. The other baby mama has obviously told her daughter crazy things about me. The daughter says things like, My mom doesn't like you, but I think you're pretty cool. The college ex and I have had several run-ins even before I met her daughter. Apparently, she thought that she was going to be back with him at some point and has been trying to be back with him for years. These women seem to pop up at random times, texting him, randomly calling to argue with him whenever the kids are with them. They are like ghetto doublement twins who have joined forces against him and have added me to their list of enemies. I don't get it. I don't know how much I can take. I love my boyfriend, but I don't know how I can handle this baby mama drama. Ladies, should I stay or walk away? Lydia. Okay. So the issue that I have with this is that it's not really the kids that are bad. It's really the management of the relationship of the kids' mothers. Here's the problem. This is on your man. Like, you need to have him control his crazy baby moms. And if he can't control his crazy baby mom, then yes, girl, by all means, that is the reason to walk away. Ex-wife, college sweetheart, whoever. You control, you and your man control what happens in your relationship. And if these people are allowed to have this much control or influence on your relationship, then they will always have that much influence on your relationship. And it's never going to change until he is the one that has to put a stop to it. And why hasn't he put a stop to this already? I don't know. What, what are we doing? What are we waiting on? The kids don't seem to be too harmful. It's just, it feels like, it feels like we want to blame this on the kids, but I kind of feel like it's really about him. It's about him not wanting to be with them. It's about him being with you. And it's about the fact that they can't be with him. And if those, if, if you were you or anyone else, they would be having the exact same issues, I feel like. So if he's not willing to nip this in the bud, then yeah, girl, you may have to, you might have to call it quits with this one. What do you think, Nicole? So I agree with some of what you're saying. I do agree with some of what you're saying. Um, I do think the kids play a factor because obviously if he didn't have the kids, then he wouldn't have the baby mama drama, right? Like the exes would be exes and they would have moved on and he wouldn't have them as a part of his life anymore. So the kids do play a role, but you're right in the sense that this is up to him to control. Like she has zero control over his communication with his baby mamas. Um, this is also why we have to be very careful with our vaginas because you may end up with somebody and have a child with them and now you're involved with them for the rest of your life, right? Until the kids are 18, but even after that, then they go to college, you got to see them for college graduation. Then they get married, you got to see them at the wedding. 
Then they have kids. You got to share grandparent time. I mean, it's a never ending cycle of seeing this person if you have kids with them. So just note to self, be careful and be selective with your vaginas, ladies, because uh, you could be stuck with him forever. I digress. Um, I do think in this situation, he needs to set boundaries on his relationships with his baby mamas, meaning, hey, when you drop the kids off, they're in my possession and I am I am responsible for them. I will contact you if something happens. But otherwise, unless you're calling to tell them good night, please don't call my phone. And even still, they probably have iPads. You can call them on their iPad. Don't call my phone. And, and for sure, don't call me screaming at me and arguing with me because that's a surefire way to get you blocked. So he can definitely set boundaries, block them and call them whenever something's going on, instruct the children to contact their mom before bedtime and that's it. Um, and he can also set pickup drop spots, right? They don't have to come to his place. He can say, let's meet at the park at 3 p.m. And you drop, I'll grab the bags. You drop the kids off. We exchange car. You know, they get in my car and we're going about our business. So that allows you to create some boundaries for your place of living, right? Nobody has to come into your space of peace because your home is supposed to be the place of peace. So nobody has to come in there messing up your feng sway or whatever they call it. You can just meet them somewhere or better yet, if you have to come to the house, you can stay outside. Call me when you're in the driveway. I'll come outside and get little Timmy and get his bags and bring him inside. Okay. I can drop him off at your house, honk the horn, and you can come get him from my car too. Because you coming in the door arguing and disrupting my peace is a no-no. So it is up to him to set those type of boundaries, to set like how often are we going to talk when the kids aren't here? Do you really have to call my phone if there's an issue or can you text me updates? Like why we got to be talking all the time? If you have a problem, text me. If there's a, a, an emergency, then you call me. But if it's not an emergency, why are you calling? We can set drop points. So I think that some boundaries have to be set. And I agree with Johnny. If the boundaries can't be set and you continue to feel threatened in your relationship, whether that's uh, whether you feel threatened because of verbal abuse, whether you feel threatened that you're going to be physically violated and physically abused, or whether you just feel like you're over it and you don't feel like putting up with it. You can walk away. You have the right to walk away. It is up to him to make you feel safe in that relationship. And if he does not make you feel safe in that relationship, then you have to go where you do feel safe. And that may be alone to your own house without having to worry about the nagging baby mamas or any of the drama that that comes with. I know I said what I said and I meant it. Let's go on to the next one. So it says, Nicole and Janine, love the podcast. Thank you for giving us our weekly dose of real. So here's my dilemma. My fiance and I have been engaged for five years. No, it's not that he's holding things up. It's me. Well, it's really not me. It's really his son. To keep this letter brief, basically, my fiance has a 22-year-old son who is attracted to me. Every time. I see my fiance's son. He finds a way to brush up against my chest or my butt. He even makes comments about how he is, quote, just like his father, and I should, quote, come see. 
I try not to go to my fiance's house when he is there because I don't want to be tempted because he is a handsome young thing. You see, this is why I haven't started planning or even set a date for our wedding yet. I can't marry his father knowing what could potentially lie ahead. Ladies, should I call this off? Help, Tracy. Tracy, you sound like you're fiending for the 22-year-old son. Okay, so there's a lot going on with this. One, he accidentally rubbing up against your breast and butt. Why have you not checked? Like, at first I was like, maybe this is a special needs child. You know, that his adult child he's taking care of. But you're making it seem like he's not a special needs child. Yeah, I'm just like my daddy. Come and see. And then you, you're afraid to set a date because you scared of what lies ahead. Okay, you and you talking about he really is handsome. I said, okay, wait, 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 Tracy, you are fiending over this 22-year-old cat. And this is very obvious because otherwise, the first time he brushed up against you, you would have you would have checked him. You would have said, okay, wait a minute. Did you mean to brush up against me? And as soon as he flirted, you would have said, this is not appropriate. And you would have told your fiance what happened so that your fiance can handle the situation. Now, if you love your fiance, you want to be with him, then you should have a conversation and say, listen, there's some things that's been going on for a while, but I didn't know how to tell you. Your son has been very inappropriate with me and flirted with me. But to me, this sounds like some Netflix type stuff and that you probably have had an affair with this son because you've been engaged for five years now and you put off your engagement for five years because you don't know what's going to lie ahead. Seems like you already been lying down somewhere. I said it five years. You ain't said nothing to your fiance at all. Something ain't the math ain't mathing. It is not adding up. Cause why are you, why are you allowing this man to brush up against you mean to tell me he just been feeling and searching around and ain't done nothing in five years. Something ain't right there, Tracy. You're hiding out some detailed information and we're not dumb. We weren't born yesterday. You don't postpone marriage for five years because you got an issue with the son flirting and then say you don't want to get married because you're, you're afraid of what lies ahead. You're afraid that instead of hopping on right now while you're not married, you're going to hop on later and you're going to get found out and you're going to look real bad. You look bad already because we already know you've been inappropriate with this little boy letting you, you letting him rub up against you and stuff like that. Oh, I'm just like my daddy. Let me come see. You didn't already seen. That's why you're like, oh, he's a handsome thing. He is sort of handsome. He looks sort of good. I'm postponing. Should I call it off? If you don't want to be with this man, you should definitely call it off. If you want to have play, play fun with the son and go frolic, go have play, play son with the fun with the with the son and frolic. But it's obvious to me that you do not have eyes for only that that daddy. You are looking at this son inappropriately. Okay, that is some nasty fetish porno type you know daddy's at work and mommy stepmommy come and get that's some nasty stuff that's some nasty stuff and we know that you're leaving out some details i ain't stupid you leaving it out so i would say you need to you need to walk away because you already didn't cross the line and you're inappropriate okay nicole i had to take a second because i've literally been chuckling <sighs> since you started talking so let me say this I agree with you, Nicole, because my first thought was, wait a second. So in five years with him 
quote unquote, brushing up against your breast and your butt. <sighs> Why you didn't put a stop to it the first time? Even if it was like an accident the first time, once the comments started coming, you knew that it was then intentional. So why haven't you said anything about it? Have you said anything to him about it? If not, have you said anything to your fiance about it? I'm assuming because you're writing us, you haven't said anything to either one of them. And if you have said something to the son and it's still going on, then he thinks that this is all fun and games. Even if you don't think it's fun and games, he thinks it's all fun and games. And Tracy, to Nicole's point, did you think that we were born yesterday? Because real, real talk, girl, you got, I, we're assuming that you're probably our age. If you, if you're our age, we're about 40, right? So your fiance could have had this kid at 18. Sounds about right. Or he could be a little bit older. Regardless, it doesn't matter. But the fact that you're telling us that he's a handsome young thing and you're, explaining it to us as if the reason why you're hesitant about setting a date is because you are concerned about being tempted, so to speak. Girl, if you're concerned about being tempted, that means you're already tempted right now in the moment. Now, here's where I, I am a little bit different of a point than Nicole. I'm not saying this is the advice that you should give. My humble advice based on my good moral Christian upbringing is, yeah, maybe you should call this off because where your thoughts are are not a good space. But the other side of me, and I'm not even going to call it devil's advocate, the other side of me that explores other options and opportunities is going to tell you that um, maybe you should tell your fiance and maybe you should tell your fiance and kind of like, you know, ease into it. And the reason why I say this is because you've been five years, right? So I'm assuming that five years ago, this kid was about 17, probably just coming into his manhood, right? Like 17, he's going into 18. And his father's probably dated other people. And I'm pretty sure this behavior didn't just start. Like he didn't just wake up yesterday and realize like, oh, I'm, I'm fly, right? That's not what happened. It sounds like he probably has kind of been feeling himself, right? So the reason why I say this is because what happened to the last girlfriend that your fiance had? What happened to her? Is this something that they do? It's already wild that he feels like I'm going to just brush up against my dad's girlfriend's breast and butt, right? But he feels that he's comfortable enough because you're not saying anything. But before he has the feeling of whether you're going to say something or not, he probably had to think about how his father would feel about it, right? Or at least he should. A moral person would think like, what am I doing to my father, right? And the fact that he still does it leads me to believe that there's a possibility that they've done this before. And it sounds crazy as all get out, but y'all, you know that you've heard and probably know people who have been in worse situations. So Tracy, I'd like to know, I would like you to really bring this up to your fiance, right? Come clean like Nicole said and say, hey, this has been going on for a while. And see what he says. Now, if he doesn't feel shocked or doesn't get angry and doesn't kind of, kind of try to come at you nine times out of ten, this has happened before. And he's handled it in one way or the other. And look, then you put the ball back in his court and see what happens. Now, girl, I'm not suggesting that you pursue the relationship with the daddy and the son. That is not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is you figure out if this is their M.O. And if this is their M.O., it's back in their court. And then you get to say, 
yeah, I'm not interested in this, this, this throuple with your son. I'm not interested in that. Cause girl, it sounds like daddy and son have you lured in. So unless you want to get into the, this tangled web that we weave, I would suggest give yourself an excuse to get out of there. Girl, Johnny, you sound crazy. Girl, ain't nobody. This is this is some art. That's some R. Kelly type pimping out your son type stuff you just threw out there. Think about it. He's 22. They've been engaged for five years or been together for five years. I can't remember which one you said, but either way, five years puts him at 17. If there was a girlfriend pre that's nasty. If there was a girlfriend pre 17, that would mean that he's pimping out like a 15, 16 year old. Saying that we've done this before. Come on now. That's a stretch. And we know that, honestly, I'm not saying that women are out here easy, but women are out here easy. Like, you don't have to really ask somebody to marry you to get in an entanglement between you, another woman, and your son. Like, there are people out there that do that. What I really was implying was that, girl, you've been engaged for five years. You think you're the only one? That's That's really my thought. This feels... Like, this might be their thing. I'm trying to be positive and think that this man is being faithful to Tracy, but it feels weird. It feels weird. And I don't know anyone that's comfortable enough to have that kind of conversation with their parents' significant other. Like, who, what would make you think that you would feel, what gives you the audacity unless you, there's been some groundwork laid somewhere before this? No? Doesn't feel like that to you? That's because they getting it in. Tracy is not telling us the whole story. There is no way on earth that they have not had sex. Zero way on earth. They have not. You are not going to let some random stranger grope you, okay? You're not. You're not going to let somebody's child grope you. Like Harrison will touch my boob. I don't even like him doing that. And he was breastfed. Like you're not going to let somebody else's child rub and feel on your booty and your breast for five years. Tracy didn't got her son. I don't care what you say. She might have had one too many drinks and crossed the line. But after you cross the line, you can't go backwards. That's why he feels so comfortable. But that's my two cents. That's my opinion. You think they doing an R. Kelly enthrallment over there. And I think that they didn't have sex. Yes, but you think the dad doesn't know? You think the father doesn't know? He don't know. He working too much. He don't know. I just feel, Tracy, either way, it's a bad situation. So... Why don't we just get ourselves out of this? Because clearly we don't only have eyes for our fiance. Let's just get ourselves out of this because there's no winning in this situation. Oh, okay. Let's move on. Janine, what did you learn new this week? So what I learned is non-marital childbearing has increased dramatically for women of all education levels. Now, I don't quite understand why all of these statistics have like an education component, but basically this is from vital statistics. So people that have less than a high school degree, it's increased from, and these are people 18 plus, by the way, it's increased from 46% to 62% high school degree or GED. It's from 29% to 59% associate's degree or some college 17% to 43% and bachelor's degree or higher. It's increase from 5% to 10%. So people are out here, well, women are out here having babies without being married. So it's a very high likelihood 
that you will marry someone or get with someone or be in a relationship with someone, a relationship of some sort with someone who has a child that doesn't belong to you. Just hope that they're good. Just saying, because it's a lot of people out here having babies. And look, you don't need to be married to have a kid. It makes life easier. But you don't, you know, you could just go to the donation bank and make a baby. You don't need a husband. What did you learn this week? I learned that 60% of second marriages end in divorce when both partners have children. So the kids are the kids are have making people not, not stay married. Okay. But if you are um uh if you are divorced and you have boys, you are more likely to remarry and stay remarried. Mm-hmm. The boy factor. I wonder why. Well, there was a lot going on with this ABC article, but one um, uh, there was one uh, author that noted that uh, mothers who had girl daughters did not want to stay in marriages where they felt that the husband was controlling because they did not want their daughter to see that as an example. So they're more likely to walk away. Um, the other theory is uh, if you have girls, you're more likely to have a companion, a helper, someone to help with, you know, keeping the household up and and going to do girly things versus boys who add to the load, girls take some of the load away. And so they're more willing to walk away and end their marriages because of that as well. So there's a lot of theories uh, with that, but I thought it was a very interesting read um, to say the least. That is interesting. I never even thought about it like that, but that makes a lot of sense. All right. Are we ready for the motivational moment? Let's do it. All right. So this one came from actor... Uh, Daniel Pierce, who's like a Broadway actor. And he said, the most difficult part of dating as a single parent is deciding how much risk your own child's heart is worth. Ooh, that's deep, ain't it? It is. (laughs) This is so true. So choose who you date wisely and guard your child's heart so you don't risk negatively impacting his or her future. Until we meet again, Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye! Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a mean old lion media production. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.